0: You are listening to The Savvy Painter Podcast, episode number 279. Hello, Savvy Painters. Welcome to another episode of The Savvy Painter Podcast. This week, I want to talk with you about commissions. I was coaching an artist in Growth Studio about this, and I know that when you accept a commission, it usually comes with a mixed bags of thoughts about it, right? At first... It's like, oh, wow, someone likes my work and they want to pay me ahead of time for it? Yes. So there's that initial excitement and maybe feeling somewhat validated. You probably will feel proud if this is something that you've been wanting to do and you've been putting yourself out there trying to get commissioned clients or maybe a client saw your work somewhere and then approached you to see if you do commissions, then you might be feeling like, wow, cool, this is awesome. Almost this sort of delighted sense of surprise and feeling really good that someone likes your work and trusts you, the artist, to create this piece for them, something that's meaningful for them. And so then you discuss the piece, you write out the terms of your contract, you agree on the price, and now it's time to get painting. Easy peasy, right? not always. There's a piece to this that is often overlooked and taken for granted. And that is what I want to talk with you about today. And that piece is how to show up as a professional with confidence in your ideas and having your best creative self ready to get to work. This is really important because part of your job as an artist, I think this is true always, but particularly in a commission is to make sure that you are prepared and you have your materials in order and you have your thoughts in order too. This is what I call coming to the studio with a managed mind. It's how you make sure that you are able to access and focus all of your painting skills and all of your creative thinking on the painting. That's where we want it. When you are letting your thoughts run around like, I like to think of it as a bunch of wild squirrels in your head, it's kind of hard to focus on the work. It's kind of hard to tap into your intuition and your true painting voice when you have all of these thoughts bouncing around, demanding your attention and distracting you from your work. Oftentimes, we're not even aware that this is happening. We believe whatever thoughts show up in our head and we take them as facts and we think that this is just how it is, that of course, that's true. I recently coached an artist in growth studio on his commission piece, and he said he was getting close to done. He just wanted to finish it. He wanted it to be done, and he really wanted the client to like it. He'd already been working on it for quite a while, and he was in that space of like, I really hope they like this. I'm sure many of you can relate to that, wanting the client to like the painting. On the surface, That seems so nice because of course you want the client to like the painting. I mean, duh, right? That's why we do this. And this is such a good example of why it's so important to be aware of what you're thinking and what those thoughts are actually creating for you. So I really, really want to dig into this, this very innocent sounding thought of I want to make sure they like the painting. I hope they like it. Before I do, though, I want to set this caveat. I'm going to use this one thought. And we're going to explore some of the things that it might create. The thought might create something different for another artist, or it might have different nuances in different contexts, which is why this first step, awareness, is so important. Awareness followed by curiosity rather than judgment. This awareness of your thoughts and how they impact your work is the key to connecting with and maintaining access to your higher creative self, that self that you need to be present so that you can create your best work, okay? So this thought, I hope they like the painting, by itself isn't necessarily bad, and it can also help you to problem solve. It could be the thing that helps you problem solve on the painting If you're using it purposefully, like if you're using it with that purpose, but when it's just bouncing around your head as a worry, it's a very different thing. So when you're lost in thoughts of, I hope they like this, it could sound pretty and it may be a very sincere desire to make a good painting for your client. But when it is your predominant thought, while you are creating the work, it tends to create uncertainty and doubt. And if you are feeling uncertain and doubtful while you're painting, it will show up on your canvas. You can literally see it. You will struggle to make decisions about the painting. You will second guess your mark making. You will go back and forth and back and forth and overwork the painting. You'll get sucked into finding all the things that are wrong with the work as you're trying to paint it. And you'll get hypercritical and frustrated that it's not quote unquote going well. When you get into that space, you may be seeing all the problems and believe that this is how you make sure that they will like the painting. You may believe that you have to find every single thing that is off and then fix it. I mean, they've paid you money. They trusted you. Now you've got to perform. So this painting has got to be really good. So like that's how this starts to escalate and spin out. It's got to be really good. They already paid me money. They trusted me. And now I have to make this painting really, really good. Check in for a second. How are you feeling right now as I'm even describing this to you? Just saying it makes me feel a little stressed and a little anxious. A little anxious about a painting that I'm not even making right now. I'm recording this podcast for you. Isn't it interesting how the body responds to just the idea when it's not actually happening? That is how powerful our thoughts are. So that little squirrel that seems so cute and nice, I hope they like the painting, can cause a lot of damage. And it tends to invite other squirrels in too, like this isn't working, I have to make this work, I've got to get this right, maybe I bit off more than I can chew then all those little squirrels are running around, bouncing around. They have their little squirrel party in your head. They're bouncing off the walls and breaking everything. And when this happens, you're not responding to the canvas. You are reacting to the squirrels in your head. You are reacting to your thoughts. You are not being curious about the painting. You don't have Access to your higher creative self, the part that is calm and centered and knows, the part that asks the right questions and gets constructive answers is shut down. You can't hear it. You can't access it because of all the other noise. The thing that you need the most, your inner wisdom, your true creative self is just not available because there's so much more going on and all these thoughts are just bouncing around in your head. Your true creative self is a soft, knowing voice. Part of your job as an artist is to create a safe space for that voice to be heard. And you do that by actively managing your mind and shutting down the squirrel party in your head. I'm going to offer you a few ideas to play around with that to help. But first, I want to offer as well that when you're painting a commission And your brain offers you all of these doubts and uncertainty about whether or not they're going to like it, whether or not you're good enough to pull this off, whether or not you bit off more than you can chew. In addition to what that creates on your canvas, your experience as the artist who's creating this piece is, this is not fun. This is not why I like painting. This is stressful. And this is why so many artists, I think, hate doing commission work. They think that the commission is the problem. The commission is not the problem. It's your thoughts that create the stress that's the problem. This distinction is critical and it shows up in so many areas. It is actually the cause of so many other problems that we like to blame on other things. The way that you think about your art and the way that you think about yourself as the artist who creates it will cause you to make decisions about your pricing. It will cause you to say yes or no to a commission, ignoring or listening to your intuition about who to work with or whether or not to insist on better reference. All of these choices, all of these decisions are created with our thoughts So the way that you think about your art and the way that you think about yourself as the artist who creates it, your ability to choose your thoughts and your responses to circumstances outside of your control is the key to the universe, my friends. I am serious. So here's a good example of how you might actively manage and direct your thoughts. This is part of the coaching that I gave to this artist in Growth Studio. You can focus your attention on the idea that the client may not like the painting. But what that creates is a scenario where you are picking at all the details, all the things to criticize about the work, as you are trying to guess what they will or won't like about the painting. The base assumption is that they won't like the work. The base assumption is that your skills as an artist are in question. That thought creates a lot of stress. Those assumptions ensure that you're going to lose your access to your creativity and your intuition. So that's one option, right? Another option is to trust your clients. Trust that they do, in fact, know what they like because they've seen your work and they chose you to do the commission. They already decided that they like your work. They already said yes to your skill set and the techniques that you use. Imagine for a second that that is the truth about this commission. How might that change your experience of painting the piece? If that's the truth, they already decided that they like your work. They already said yes to the way that you paint, to your skill set, to how you see things and the techniques that you use. They already said yes to that. The analogy that I shared with this artist in Growth Studio was this. Think of a singer or a band that you really, really love, and let's say that you're going to go see them play live. So you buy the ticket knowing that you already love their work. You're probably pretty excited to see them play. You chose this on purpose because you like the genre. You know that this band is perfectly capable of playing their instruments. They can sing, right? None of that is in question. You just simply cannot wait to have this experience with them. And you're anticipating it and you're excited by it. Now, on their part, the band, they've already spent time learning their instruments. They've written the songs. They know the words. They know the melody. They're, pun intended, they are ready to rock and roll. Their job now is to show up and have fun and create this amazing experience for the audience. Now, they might introduce a new song that you've never heard before. They might improvise on songs that you already know. They might play the song you love the most a little differently because they're in the zone and they're rocking out. They might play an acoustic version of a song you love they're taking what they know and they're creating a new experience with it. It's familiar and it's new. That's what makes live concerts fresh and exciting. The audience comes to the experience because they already love the artist. The band comes out on stage knowing that the people are there because they already love their work. I mean, think about it. Random people didn't just wander in expecting Ozzy Osbourne and getting somebody completely different. Random people didn't just walk in expecting a Bach concerto when it is an acoustic live concert. Everyone is there on purpose. And yes, there may be people there who don't know the music, who maybe came with a friend or whatever, but the musicians are playing for their fans. They're not playing for the people who don't like their work. They're not playing for the people who maybe will like their work. They are connected to and playing for the people who love their music. And they're not up there playing thinking, gee, I hope these people like my music. They don't have anything to prove. They're trusting themselves, and they're trusting all the work that they already put in and they are trusting that the audience already likes them. Yes, they want to play well. Yes, they still want the audience to enjoy themselves and have a good time, but it comes from a very different place. This is why being aware of and managing your thoughts, directing your mind is so important. The work you create and your experience of creating it depends on how well you focus your thoughts about your art and yourself, the artist who creates it. I know it's really easy to accept the thoughts your mind offers as truth. It's a natural thing to do. And we have way too many thoughts in a single day to be able to manage every single one of them. That is completely impossible. And most of the time, we don't even need to. But we can develop the awareness that our thoughts aren't facts. They are highly subjective. And it's also natural, by the way, we are designed to be this way. It's also natural that our thoughts tend to lean towards some flavor of what's wrong, what's off, how is this not right? That's how we survived as a species. We needed that. But now we don't need that negative bias quite as much. When you're in your studio painting, and I'm presuming that when you're in your studio painting, your life is not in danger the negative bias that we naturally tend towards is not that helpful. So we can manage our minds by cultivating the simple habit of noticing without judgment because we don't wanna layer on even more stress on top of it. So we just notice without judgment what thoughts you bring with you into the studio and then deciding with intention which ones will serve you best and which ones you want to leave at the door? So much of the work that I do with the artist in growth studio is centered on this. Your mind is your most powerful tool in the studio. The awareness you bring to the studio allows you to create an environment where you can have access to your full creativity, where you can have access to your unique voice and you can have confidence in yourself so that you can create your best work so that your highest self shows up for you when you are in your studio. That's what I have for you today. I hope all of you have an amazing week. And if you are working on a commission, I hope this is helpful to you. If you're feeling any stress in your painting, I hope you take some of these ideas, whether or not you are working on a commission, if you're just working on a painting and some of these thoughts show up, Hopefully, these ideas will help you tame those little squirrels and allow you to have full focus on creating the work and your full capacity to paint. Have a great week, everybody. When you are aware of how powerful your mind is, you show up to your studio differently. You notice the abundant opportunities to level up your presence in the studio. And when you do that, You stop worrying about whether or not you have a voice because you know it was already there. Now your best work comes more easily. Join Growth Studio now. I show you your blind spots and help you create confidently. Just go to SavvyPainter.com forward slash join.